What's up, you guys? Welcome to episode 99 of the Tatiana Harness Podcast. So today I have a special guest with me. I have Janelle Porter, who's on the other side of the video meeting. Janelle, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, yes. So as she said, thank you for the introduction. My name is Janelle Porter. You can call me JP. Uh, I play in the Women's Dream League out here in LA, and I also coach at St. Mary's uh, High School, Inglewood. So really excited to be up here today and learn some more about you. Thank you. I'm excited to learn some more about you as well. Um, so first off, like, what's your backstory? So how have you gotten to where you are today playing in the Drew League and being a coach as well? So uh, I've been playing basketball since I was about four years old. So kind of got the hang of it from my sister. She's about four years older than me. And, you know, when she started to play, I wanted to play with her. And that's kind of how that whole basketball thing started. Um, I went to Caledon University. I studied communications and emphasized in uh, film and TV. So that's what my focus was in school, but I really love basketball too much to kind of give it up. Um, right after I graduated college, my mom passed away. And during that time, I'm like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, I really wasn't going to get basketball up because it really wasn't, it was kind of tied to like my family. So I wasn't, I thought I'd go back to it. But um, my coach that recruited me to college actually offered me a, a position to coach college basketball. And so I'm like, okay, that's a different challenge. Like, I just graduated, but now I'm going to go back and coach girls that are, like, 18, 19. I don't really want to listen to someone that's two years older than them. So um, that's how I got back into playing or coaching basketball. And then I met my trainer um, 2018, I believe. And mm-hmm. since then, I'm like, I, I knew I didn't want to give it up anymore. I wanted to go overseas and play professionally. So that's what I dedicated my the last three years of my life to doing. So That's awesome. <laughs> so what's it like playing overseas compared to like the leagues that you play in today overseas is definitely um i will say culture shock because uh when i first went over i went to europe uh Kosovo, europe and that is like a 16 hour was definitely coming off the plane i'm like there's no one that really looks like me mm-hmm. anywhere so it's a little little difference a lot of a lot of starings a lot of like highs and hellos but the people were really nice um they always wanted to come take pictures they always come to your games so i'm like that's really dope that they support women in sports too mm-hmm. um what else it, the weather was completely different so um i think it was the highest it ever got out there was like 20 degrees or something oh my gosh so, <laughs> so, well i'm a california kid i know arizona's pretty high and they can get pretty cold too but it was so different. Like, I have Ugg boots to keep me warm, and that's it. <laughs> it really Dang. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like, the food was really dope. Um, I, I mostly ate chicken and rice just to keep it safe because I didn't want to get sick all the way over there. But I really enjoy playing over there. And then compared to here, like, the the competition is, is pretty much the same, but the girls go a lot harder because they really want to come to America to go to school and see what we do. So... Yeah, it was really dope. I think it's so awesome how like when you when people play overseas, they can t- like see the difference, and it's just crazy because um, coming from America, going into like different countries and hearing how they want to come here, it's like so like motivating and inspirational. I definitely like reached out to some colleges to make sure I can like try and plug some of my friends in because they can really over there. Mm-hmm, definitely. 
Um, so obviously you do, uh, or at least you did a little bit of stuff for Nike as well. Can you like explain what you did? I mean, I obviously saw that you were on a billboard for in front of Staples Center, which is now Crypto Center or Arena. So could you explain that a little bit? So um, this kind of came out the blue because I think I was like at a party or something and my trainer had got a call for a job. And it was actually the Nike shoot that he had saw on the bill on uh, Staples Center. She couldn't do it. She already had a job the same day. So she was like, okay, I'm going to see if my, my partner wants to do it. So when she asked me, I was like, yes, like who's going to turn on a Nike photo shoot? Right. <laughs> I got ready. Um, I made sure I was like in the gym every day just so I could be like ready for the shoot. And as I as soon as I got there, like it just felt like like natural. Like it was so easy for me to just play basketball and do. And I'm like, I really enjoyed being on set. Like we were on set for eight hours, but I might have shot for maybe twenty minutes because I got my 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 piece done that quickly. So I enjoyed all that. Um, and as soon as that billboard came out, like I made sure I told everybody I knew I'm like it's like we just see it everywhere so it eventually did get out and then Nike ended up reaching back out to me to complete some more um billboards for example the GT cuts from Sabrina Inescu and mm -hmm. Aaron I got to be in that uh commercial as well those photos were on the Nike app so that was really dope for me to do and then um before that I got to open up Nike by Long Beach store so I came in as one of their influencers, and I was like, that's, it's just a, like a dream, like, I really didn't think that was going to kind of happen, because you don't really see those things in your day-to-day -day life, but for it to happen, like, it was really cool, and all you have to do is just take care of it, and keep showing up every single time you're advised to those things, and it will always come back to you. That's so awesome. So, that you kind of, like, started explaining it towards the end, but how do you always, like, make the most out of your opportunities, even though sometimes it can be really hard and nerve-wracking going into it? How do you make the most of them? You have to be grateful for everything in your life because the next moment, like, it could be all taken away. Um, like, as I mentioned, I am a Nike influencer. They would send me, like, shoes sometimes, uh, clothes, gift cards, like, send me to certain events. Um, but right before COVID had happened, uh, I put all my stuff into a storage. I was about to move to a different place. And someone came in and stole literally everything that I had ever earned, things that my mom had given me and she's not here no more. So I'm kind of like, dang, like all that stuff is like gone. At the same time, it is material things. So I try not to like connect so deeply to them because if you connect deeply to material things, they come and go. Mm -hmm. You'll never, like, so always remembering that and also showing up you have to be prepared for whatever is going on you never know when your next opportunity is going to come so i'm i be in the gym every single day like i want to go back overseas so i want to be ready for that call because like i said it can it can happen today and i have to leave tomorrow so yeah you know opportunity don't take anything for granted and then just be grateful for everything yeah well, for me, I started playing basketball when I was, like, in third grade, but uh, taking it seriously in, like, fifth grade, really. Um, and before COVID started, I always thought, because I played, like, club and AAU literally every weekend I was playing in games. So I'm like, oh, okay, next weekend I'm just going to have another game. And so um, when COVID happened, and it happened, we stayed out of basketball games for, like, a year, year and a half. And it was insane because it's, like, it really showed me how much the game meant to me. And so... During COVID, I definitely got a lot better in basketball, that's for sure. Um, but it just shows me now not to take, like, any games for granted. 
playing on um what was it uh the venice beach thing this past summer right yeah i look so familiar so i kept seeing i'm like that's a kid on the floor but she hit that shot i was like okay like she's not playing like a kid i love it okay so wait you were at the you were at pbl or i got to watch it online after um the or oh, the live online so on youtube they put all the games up there and i'm like that's really cool Okay, because I saw that you've played in it previously. I don't remember what year it was again, but I saw you played in it previously, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> okay, so one of my next questions is, like, what's your favorite thing about L.A., like, just being and living there? The thing about L.A., it definitely has to be the variety of food that we can get. Because <laughs> they eagle it, so if I go... This way, I'm going to go get some soul food. If I go this way, I'm going to get some tacos. If I want to go this way, I might get some really good, like, Asian food. So I I eat everything. I love to cook. I love to have barbecue, like, have my friends over. So I think, like, that culture of L.A., like, that's what people, like, drive and fly down here to come see and view. Um, Yeah, it's really unmatched. And I've been blessed to be able to visit different states and cities or countries around the world too so i'm like nothing compares to la mm-hmm. that, that's yeah what you- <laughs> yeah la food is so good i feel like every time we go there we have to try something different because you never know what you're gonna run into and get so you've always stayed in arizona or have you been back and forth between LA? Yeah, so I'm originally from California, and then I moved to Arizona literally a month before COVID started, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, and so I, um, I lived about three hours, uh, three hours from LA, so we would go there often, um, and then since we moved in Arizona, we typically go to LA like once a month, just because it's almost like a second home to us, basically, and it was our f- first home, um, and so, We go, and then during summer, we were there, like, very often. Like, there was a span where we stayed out there for, like, two weeks for basketball stuff. Um, And so, we just, we still travel out there a lot. And so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And because of, like, VBL and everything, and that we want to make it out to the Women's Julie, that's what we haven't made it out to yet. Um, That's, like, one of the only leagues we haven't been out to. So, we want to go out there. Come by. I would love for, like, for you to meet my team. You can talk to a lot of the girls up there. Like, they're all really dope. Yeah, definitely. So another question I had for you is, obviously, you've been playing basketball for a long time. Have you always been a competitor when you were playing? Yeah, definitely been a competitor, especially, like, growing up with my sister. She's older. She was way better than me. So it was, like, always, like, guard her. And I'm, like, I'm, like, half her size. Like, I can't – I literally can't guard her, so – it was always tough for me to, um, like, just to have that on me because I always wanted to win. So when I couldn't win with my sister, like, I would take that out on whoever was playing me next. And that's usually, like, the next day I recessed against the boys or something. So that's where I, you know, I kept my competitiveness. And I think that um, I know that it helped me out uh, going forward because not on every team, you're not going to know everyone on every team. You're not going to be the one to have the ball every time that you get uh, a chance to play. But if you show your competitiveness up front, like, it's really hard for people not to pick you, not to want you on your team, not to, like, help you strive to get better. So, 
definitely been competitive all my life. It's really hard to turn it off because basketball is so dear to me. I have to protect it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It Honestly, it reminds me of me and my sister. I have a younger sister that's 11, so we're three and a half years apart. Um, and she started playing because I played in a rec league first. She saw me play a couple games. She wanted to get into it. So it kind of sounds similar to you a little bit, but she always gets, like, so mad, and she's very competitive. So it's almost like she um, – I don't. I never let her beat me because I don't want to get beat either. <laughs> and so it's like a sister competition every time. Um, but she's, like, she's really good for her age, but it's because she started kissing me and – it's like a good feeling, but um, we're both super competitive. I love that. So who's who's more of a shooter? Who's more of like a slasher? Like get to the basket kind of person. Okay, so uh, her her name's Liv. So Liv's more of a shooter for sure. She has range out to like. Last night we played in a scrimmage. She shot from like the volleyball line. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, Liv's more of a shooter. I more I like getting to the basket more in like the mid range. Um, I like finishing at the basket, but I can also shoot the ball as well. It's uh, something I've been working on just because I drive so often. Hey, I love that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I also have like a I have a younger younger sister. So I have two siblings. She's six years old, and she's starting to get into basketball too. And she's crazy. She's she's crazy. She we'll have to put her in a rec league soon. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's gonna be a lot of fun. Like that's that's really dope for you. Like you don't know it yet, but you really paving the way for your little sister. So keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so another question I had was for the women's Jew league. Obviously, you've played in that for how many years now? My fourth season right now. Fourth season. Okay. So. Um, I know when I was messaging back and forth, you said it's like Christmas every Sunday. Like, what's the um, what's the environment like when you're there? So, um, the environment's really like open, very team based. Like, we're very we're all connected in one way or another. Whether it's either playing basketball, going to school together, going to church together, or just like living right next to each other. Um, for example, a lot of the girls that I know in that league, I know because of my sister. So whenever my sister would go to practice, like, I would go with her and I get to see all the girls she would play against. And, you know, everyone went to very respected universities, like University of Colorado, UNLV, LMU, North Carolina. People went everywhere. But for everyone to come back and join this single league where we all used to, like, compete against each other to get to the next spot, it was really dope to... It's dope everybody come back on that Sunday. These things only happen, um, the Women's Street League only happens from October to December. So from those, like, 10-ish, maybe 13 weeks, like, it's fun to get to see the people that you used to bang with, like, and now you get to hug them, you get to say, like, you can watch them play, like, it's just a different type of feeling. And then they bring camera crews out there, too, so... A lot of the times, like, we play in leagues, but we won't get the video. But for them to just make videos of us and highlight tapes, like, it, feel, it makes us feel good. It mm-hmm. makes us feel like, like, you know, we're not doing this for nothing, so. That's super awesome. And obviously, you, I would assume you've built, like, a lot of connections over time there as well. Really, I've met some of my best friends at the Drew League. And some of my, like, the people that bring out the most competitiveness in me. I love playing against them because it makes me that much more, it makes me better. So... I just love, like, coming in there. And then even T-Wear, she is the 
commissioner of the Drury, of the Women's Drew League, and she makes everybody feel just so special and just so loved coming in every single time. It's her 22nd season doing this, so I'm like, that's that's huge to have two decades. Like, what? That's that's a crazy thing to do. Yeah, that's, that's super crazy. I know um, I've only had experience playing with one league so far, and that's the VBL, but I know that uh, my sister and I, we want to continue to, like, be in different leagues as well because there's so many, like, different people you can meet, and we've already met, like friends that we're going to know forever just at VBL and so I want to go to the Women's Drew League next for sure. Please definitely do and there's tons of uh, your age that come and they watch too so I'm like hopefully eventually like one day y'all both will be at Drew League playing against each other like that's those are the moments like basketball brings you. Yeah that's so awesome. Um Another question I have for you is, um, like, for your mentality as a basketball player, I know uh, one, like, big thing going on right now, especially in the, like, the the WNBA is, like, mental health. Um, Have you ever, like, struggled with mental health, or have you always been, like, pretty strong? Um, It's definitely both a a battle, and, you know, I do struggle sometimes when it comes to being so hard on myself because I am so competitive. Like, I don't want to lose the win I lose, just it's like, dang, like, what did I do wrong? And I have to go back and retrace my steps. But, like, you can't do that in the game. In the game, like, the the ball is now uh, with the other team, and I have to get back onto defense. So some issues, like, I would get would be, like, kind of dwelling too much on my mistakes, not accepting mistakes as, like, a, like an indicator to move forward and learn more. It's, I took it as, like, a I failed. And I left it there. And that's not what you can't do as a basketball player because the game is always moving. So before the game, I always take five deep breaths just to collect myself and just let myself know, like, it's okay to make mistakes. Like, you're supposed to make mistakes. And that's the only way I'm going to get better. If I'm not making mistakes, there's no way I'm going to get better. So I'll take those. I've learned to, like, smile and laugh in games because I'd be obvious like this. It's <laughs> I can't, I can't play that anymore. Like, I have to have some joy in it. So definitely, like, keeping myself humble and just reminding myself, like, of the overall goal. And I also know that a lot of people watch me, too, and I don't want to set a bad, bad example for anybody. If anything, I want to be that example where you can learn from. So I always keep that in the back of my mind. Like, only, like help yourself so you can help somebody else. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know for me previously in playing basketball games, really before COVID started, I was, like, so hard on myself. The moment I'd make a mistake, I let it, like, shut me down for the rest of the game. Um, Thankfully, like, I've learned how to control that a lot more now. Um, And then also similar to you also is, like, um, I'm a role model for my younger sisters, and they watch me play all the time. And so, like, if I do something and completely shut down, that's what they're going to learn too. So that's something that I always keep in the back of my mind when I play too. That's a lot of pressure, but you definitely, you got it. Definitely got it. Thank you. And then the last thing I had, because I know we're, like, coming up on 20 minutes here, is if you could give one piece of advice to youth athletes and, like, younger girls trying to make it to the D1 level or wherever they want to get to in basketball, what piece of advice would you give? Hmm, that's a good question. Is when I was your age, or maybe a little bit younger, I was very obsessed with basketball my first person the first woman I had watched play in college was Maya Moore and I watched her to the ball from half court flip take a three and made the other coach call a timeout like 
and the game is like tied or something. And I'm like, did she just do that? I'm like, I've, I couldn't believe it. So I, I immediately went back to my own room. I turned the TV on. I wrote down like literally everything that she was doing. I'm like, okay, I need to figure out everything about you. Like, what do you eat before the game? Like, what do you practice? What do you think about during the games? Like, what is your mentality? So I would say like, if you're wanting to go to that D1 level, you have to start now. So everything is about professionalism. Show up to the game one time. Um, make sure your shoes and your uniform is straight before the game starts. A lot of the times, like coaches say, like take your earrings and your jewelry off, and it's like that should really be off. Like you're already ahead of the game. Um, write out like what your goals are. Like what do you want? Do you want? Do you want? Do you want to go to? Um, what kind of things do you want to study? So that's also like important too to know that it's always going to be a student first and an athlete second. So whatever you want to do in life like whatever sport it is like just make sure you have your studies right first so you can play the sport that you love the last thing a last piece of advice that i would give is just to never give up everything is going to be hard nothing is going to come to you easy um but that's like the beauty of life because you can make it look beautiful you can make it look like it was effortless even though like you know just yesterday you was down and out and crying but today like you had a really good game like anything to happen so definitely stay 10 toes down and stay consistent thank you so much i can personally apply that to myself as well and so thank you um and that's all the questions i had for you today do you have anything else that you want to wrap up or you can even ask me a question if you want ask you a question i wanted to ask like what um made you start your podcast because i was looking through your profile like you're really like you're really doing this like you're really having a lot of women on your podcast i saw you have your sister on your podcast too so what made you start this and yeah so i actually started it um on my birthday almost three years ago and so i um it was during covid and it was i had finally started getting back to like playing it was actually two years ago yeah i started finally getting back to playing and I double fractured my left wrist and I was like so upset I was just out for COVID for like a year and I'm hurt and I'm like oh my gosh no and so my dad I've always been like a well-known speaker I've always been able to like speak well I've always followed like the WNBA NBA sports in general and so he's like well why don't you start a podcast while you're hurt for now and that could just be something that you do until then and I'm like okay so we decided to start our first podcast and I like I loved it. I don't know why it was just something about it just being able to like share my knowledge and um, just recently a couple months ago I started having guests on because I find it interesting like hearing other people's stories and um, just being able to share it and although I don't have as big as a platform as I want right now I'm still like going to continue it but it was really just the fact that my dad like pushed me to start this and try something different and I really fell in love with it, and it helps out a lot, too, because when people ask me what I do, it's like I play basketball, and I also have my own podcast, which is something not many people my age have. That's so awesome. Like, like, that's not easy to do. I'm not a public speaker at all. I had to learn how to, how to get that um, gift, so... That's really dope for you to do. And then is this something that you want to continue? Like, would you want to be, like, a reporter, like, today and a basketball player? Yeah, definitely. So I I've see, I see myself um, being a reporter, and I also see myself, like, doing something in statistics as well because um, I like numbers for, like, WNBA. 
And then I could also see myself doing something with, like, social media because I love designing as well, um, which is why I like making, like, my flyers <laughs> for the podcast as yeah. well. Yeah. and so, um, but a reporter, yeah, definitely. I love that. I really love that. I think I have one more question. And I think you told me, but how long have you been playing basketball? So I've been playing since I was in third grade is when I, like, really started, but not until, like, fifth slash sixth grade is when I started, like, actually falling in love. Well, I fell in love with it in third grade, but, like, actually wanting to do it was fifth and sixth grade. Okay, okay. Yeah. Those are all the questions. I'm sure I will have more, but definitely thank you so much for inviting me out here today. Like, I'm really honored to be on your podcast today. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of your podcast, too, so keep it up. I'm very proud of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on, and thank you to everybody that's listening as well. I hope you enjoyed our, like, conversation, still kind of getting to know each other. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, it was awesome. So uh, thank you all for coming on, and that wraps up Episode 99 of the Tatiana Harness Podcast.